Hello and welcome back to the RevOps show. If you're watching the recording, you'll recognize we've been bouncing back and forth from the new studio to the old one. Soon, we'll be fully in our new studio thanks to our good friends at OEA, but for now, we're in a bit of a back and forth movement as they're putting some finishing touches on the set. Getting into the actual focus of today's episode, Doug and Jess are discussing the do's and don'ts of data migration. Buckle up for this one because there's a lot to discuss and a lot of opinions. So with that, let's start the show. Jess. Doug. We're back in our old studio. We are. I'm sad. Me too. But we'll be I'm back. sad, but excited. We'll be back. What is it? You'll be back. Oh, that's. Oh, no. Hey, you're wearing, uh, you're in a Hamilton mood today. Because I'm just like my country. You Young, are scrappy and hungry. Well, you're scrappy and hungry at least. Oh, wow. <laughs> aren't you, aren't you a geriatric millennial? Isn't that your I official? I am. I am a geriatric Ger- millennial. Geriatric I millennial. Barely, barely squeaked in there. And then is Gen X before, is it Gen X then millennial? Is that what it is? Or no, there's something between Gen X. Gen, I'm Gen Z? X. Gen Z. Gen Z. So then Gen what's, Z. what's today? I have no idea what today is. Those crazy kids. You know, I, I would know have gotten away them. with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> you know what's sad? What? Fewer and fewer people every day will understand that reference. Does that make, that'll make you feel old. It just makes you feel sad. Not old so much as sad. Back in the day of, of when cartoons were good. Now, now it's all like, hey, let's make the cartoon look as realistic as possible. Where cartoons were good and, and very inappropriate. Yeah, that's what made cartoons good. Yeah. Yeah, like how much could you sneak by? How many references could you sneak by? I mean, you know, it, it, it was a, what was I, re- I was reading the other day, like this is the, like this is the first generation that doesn't understand, like these kids today, that don't understand, oh no, it was about how the, you know, kids today will never understand how Gen X kids would watch shows on television simply because that's what was on. Yeah. Right. And how many shows we watched that our parents watched. And, and if you think like what, you know, the genius of Scooby-Doo, the genius of, of cartoons back in that day, and they still do it with movies, obviously, is how do you create the cartoon so the kids will like it, but the parents will parents. enjoy it as well because they had to watch it too. Cause you know, cause that was the only thing you could watch. I mean, I remember, I remember our, our house, we were like the, we, we, we were living in luxury cause we had a second TV that sometimes we could go to and, I'm going to watch in the other room. Wow. Fancy. You were fancy. You guys were very, very, very <laughs> fancy. All right. So what are we talking about, Jess? What, I mean, this is, this, this is, topic today? this is why I was excited. Oh, I thought you were the excited because we were going to be back in our old, back, back in our new studio. I thought, I thought you were excited about the, the, the studio that's getting some final touches. Done. Well, I'm excited about that too, but, but yeah. I could, I could I, show you a really complex mind map. I hear that gets you really excited. That does too. It does too. I'm I'm but weird. If you want to take if you want if you want to take Jess out on a great date and you just show her a complicated mind map and she'll there we go. There we go. She'll be putty in your hands. <laughs> Didn't know where you were gonna go with that. Glad you went that way. I try right. to steer. I try to steer to the I want to talk about data migration today. Oh my favorite. I knew. I knew it would be. Not really. It favorite. would be. 
I want to talk about the do's and don'ts. What are some of the mistakes people make? What are I, the misconceptions of data migration? I know you could you could talk meta, all day about mistakes. <laughs> meta, meta, I would say don't. You would say don't? Don't. Just don't migrate. Just don't migrate. Just status quo? No, just don't migrate. <laughs> all right, that's, that's helpful. The, the, great. Good podcast. You know, we solved it. You know what? I, I, I call it Schrodinger's migration. Schrodinger's data migration. I might steal that. I like that. You know, you know, you can migrate. Just don't check on it because it's the checking on it that causes the migration to fail. If you don't it check is. on it, the migration is both successful and a failure. As the person who leads a lot of our data migrations, that is that is a fact. <laughs> I'm just going to start telling people don't check the data migration anymore. Just migrate the data and be done. All right. Um, so where I want to start is a, is a question that we've we've talked about frequently and it's it's um it's an interesting topic when it gets brought up with with clients in particular which is how clean should your data be before you migrate it so i i want to make sure i want to take a step back just for a second because okay. i think that two things get conflated here often okay so if we're talking about a migration we're talking about migrating data from one system to another system from an old system to a new system for purposes of retiring the old system and utilizing the new system. Yep. Right. Yep. Data cleanup is often a piece of that, but data cleanup, data management, data protocols, that could apply whether you're changing systems or you're not changing systems. So this is, yes. this is as it relates to going from old sys to new sys. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, what's the, what was the, how clean does your data need to be? Yeah. How clean should your data be before you migrate? That That's, well, what, what is clean data? That's, that's, that's a, that's a topic in and of itself. <laughs> um, uh, the, the up-to-date data, the, so, so clean data would be data that's up-to-date in the system. So my, like, for instance, my email addresses are up-to-date. Um, data is filled in fully so the the key data that i need is filled into the fields and the format of the data is right so when we talk about formatting for instance all caps names so names are formatted properly for an example when we talk about clean data those See, are kind so of the I big three i wouldn't call data formatting i wouldn't call data protocols a part of clean data no i think i think that's a step you know i mean it, it is I think people talk about clean data and we need to clean up our data all the time, but I don't think anyone's ever, or I don't want to say anyone, but I don't, but I think the conversation happens without what is a clear definition of what is clean data. So. Well, and I think clean data means to your point, I think this is where you're getting, it could mean different things to different people and what's clean to company A is not going to be what's clean to company B. So it depends on, it really depends on what your requirements are. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to go back to to the prime directive. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, the prime directive is the business process needs to drive the technology, the business process needs to drive the data, the business process needs to drive the protocols, not the other way around. Um, and, and so, you know, my question is, a, what system are you changing from what system are you going to B, what's the business reason for the change? And, and, and so, you know, if, if you you know, if you're going from proverbial 
old CRM to proverbial new CRM, I think, and, and, and you have not had strong data protocols to begin with, which you probably don't, or this conversation wouldn't be particularly relevant, then, you know, clean data in, in a lot of ways, I mean, clean data is a myth. Why is that? Well, I mean, you, you, you know, as an example, clean data, my, my email addresses are up to date. Well, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to sound like a complete, I don't know what, but, but something that's like extremely OCD. Cause I'm going to say, well, what, what's your definition of up to date is, is up to date that it's your latest, it's the latest information that you have is up to date that yeah. it's completely accurate. Shit. What was it? Probably five, six years ago, the, the data was that, you know, an email list, a, a corporate email list atrophies at about 20% per year. My, my gut is, but, you know, based on the great resignation that we're involved in, my gut is that it, it's probably higher than that. So, yeah. I mean, if I went through this whole process of cleaning, like, let, let's just say there was a process that I could clean all my data and, and I move it. Well, guess what? The, you know, that day, you know, at least 1% of your data is no longer yeah. accurate. So again, that, that, you know, th this pursuit of all my data is accurate. All my data is on point. Everything is, um, it, it, it's, it sounds really good. It, it, it works really, really well in theory. It just doesn't stand up to, it doesn't stand up to real world mid market. You know, I would challenge anybody to say, you know, I think if you look at the, at the largest, I mean, take Amazon, they're probably as good with data as anybody right. that's out there. Yeah. Um, I am certain that their definition of clean data mm -hmm. is not 100%. Yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, I know it's not 100% because I still get stuff to an old email address that I don't even know how Amazon got that. <laughs> right. Okay. But it's, and, and, and so, you know, it, it's really about establishing a threshold. Um, and, and I think you've got a couple of things that, that, that play in here. If we're talking about migration, Mm -hmm. If, you know, so, so give a reason, um, why are you moving systems? So, so why are you changing your CRM? Um, the current CRM we have doesn't, are doesn't have, uh, adoption with the sales team. It's, it's too clunky, too hard for the sales Difficult team to, work. to use. There you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, so what we're looking to do is we're looking to get adoption of the CRM. Oh, and by the way, if you want to keep data up to date, adoptions kind of a necessary yep. requirement. Yep. Um, so you're looking to increase adoption. So your system's not being used effectively, et cetera. The, the question that you're really asking is, you know, you're asking me how, how clean does your data need to be before you migrate? Yeah. I, I would say the moment cleaning your data is holding up the migration. That's how clean your data needs to be. Okay. And, and, and what I mean by that is why not move the data? Right. Well, because the data is bad. Okay, great. Well, the right now your data is bad and your CRM is, is badly designed and implemented. And no one's using it. So, so if we move it to a system that people start using, then we've got bad data. And again, I, I mean, there's a difference between bad data and, and data that's not clean, if you will. Um, and we should probably make sure that I explain what that is, but you know, to, why stay in a bad system with, with data that's not at the hygiene you want it to be when you'd be in a better state in, of being in good system data, not where you want it to be. 
because one of the best ways to actually clean data in the real world without expending lots and lots of resources is is clean it while it's being used yeah um you know most people most databases that i see they're they're working 20 to maybe 60 percent of their database on one hand who cares about 40 percent of your database and, and again i'm not saying don't i'm not saying don't clean it i'm saying cleaning it is a separate issue from migrating it and don't let and that so hold don't up, hold you don't up. hold that up and 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 by the way you're going to clean your data to some degree just going through the protocols of, of property mapping or field mapping right mm -hmm. if you do a field mapping exercise correctly that's going to clean your data that's going to make your data operational um and you know i i you've heard me say this many times i i do not measure a database by the amount of um, um, I'm going to call it wrong data. Um, I don't want to say wrong because that um, of of don't don't measure it by its its lack of hygiene. Measure it by its hygiene, right? So I mean, we had a client. They had a probably hundred fifty thousand hundred fifty thousand name database. Um, they really yep. knew about a thousand. That's all yep. they were working. And I was like, okay, great. Well, we're going to start off with a thousand. Like, and I now know that. Yep. And you know what? My goal is, you know, a month from now, I want to have five thousand that are accurate right. or brought you right. And and that's kind of. Um, how, how you go about doing it. So I, I, I think the whole, you know, I, I, I think the obsession about cleaning the data before you migrate it is, is equivalent to putting a blog post through 17 rounds of edits before you post it. Yep. I agree. Um, you want to talk about bad data versus clean data so we can clarify what those two things so, are. So bad data is wrong data. Um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I were bringing over a big database that, that, I didn't have a lot of confidence in, I would bring the data over and then I would put it through like an email verification system, which, you know, email verification systems don't, they're not hundred percent accurate, but they're more accurate than zero. Right. Um, and, and, and so that's going to help you identify bad emails and, you know, you, you, you want to avoid bad emails for a lot of different reasons. Um, they, they, they can cause problems in, in, any number of processes they can also waste a lot of time um so you know so being able to identify that and, and then what then what i'll do is i'll kind of quarantine that and, and and if you think about it there's you know if we talk about clean data we also have to prioritize what what cleanliness is there's the record right and then there's the fields properties within the record right so jim smith is at abc co is jim smith at abc co yes jim smith is at abc co so the record is is accurate. Jim Smith's email address is wrong. Yeah. Right. So so the email's bad, or or you know, um, you know, critical issue that's old or not filled in, right? Or um, his last name in the system is small s capital M I T H, right? Again, record good, data in record bad. Um, so if I'm, you know, if I'm bringing over a big database and I go through an email verification, um, and, and, and let's say, you know, 15% of the database emails come across as not, you know, not good email addresses, I'm going to quarantine those records. Right. Now, depending upon what's going on, I'll, I'll decide how much energy I put towards reviewing those records. Um, but I'm going to quarantine those records so that in essence, any of that data is, is dormant data. It's going to become latent data. So, 
um, I'm going to, I'm going to build in the protocols within the system so that, you know, it, it's in the database, but any of the stuff that we're doing, you know, it's like, it's not in the database. Right. And I can do that a lot faster than I can clean it so that I've got an operational system. Cause again, you know, there, there are some companies that, that have data cleaning teams, right. Data management, data maintenance teams that are always working on this. And, and I would say to you, you know, think about that. There are companies out there that have people where managing and cleaning, maintaining that data is their full-time job. And yep. they're not at a hundred percent. They're probably not at 80%. Right. Right. So that's how big the task is. Um, you know, businesses don't win businesses, don't win business. Businesses don't scale because their databases are clean. Yeah. Right. Businesses scale because they're consistently improving their processes. They're right. consistently improving their structures. Um, so if your data is shit right now, what I say is congratulations. You, you are where you are. Yeah. And you've got shit data. Like in some ways I look at it and I say, that's better than being where you are and having really clean, great data. Because if I've got really clean, great data, well, I can't get any better at that. So I got to get better at other things to continue to grow. And, and those things are probably harder. If my database is shit, you know, making my database suck a little bit less is a lot easier than, right? Yeah. And so as your database gets better, there, there there's process performance. So what I would say is, again, don't let the data migration, don't let the the, the hygiene of your data prevent you from beginning to embark on other process improvements. And, you know, one of the reasons, I'm sorry, I'm kind of stream of thought here. All, all of our databases are great until we put salespeople on it. Come on, salespeople. <laughs> you can, I'm a salesperson. Um, I'm, I, I include myself in there. We can't lose our sense of humor, right? You know, you know, look, I mean, so, for, so first off, on, on, unless your systems clearly communicate, it goes back to business process drives, drives yeah. things. Um, Everybody interprets what every property means through their own lens um, yep. and they use what they use based upon whatever convoluted approach that they have to do what they do. Right. And, and look, I, you've heard me say this before. I, you know, I think the act of selling is very similar to the act of hitting a baseball. Everybody's batting stance, everybody's hitting style, or at least everybody that's good, that's really good. It's unique to that individual. So every seller has their unique style. Sure. Um, and, and so until you start demonstrating in, in actions the, the power and meaning of data, then sales reps aren't going to acknowledge, realize, understand, work to keeping that data clean. So if you're going through this whole big exercise of, of data cleaning, but you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> this is probably a bad analogy, but you know, if, if you're overweight, I can say this as being someone that's overweight. Like if I just went out and, and somebody said, okay, um, you know, here's a procedure to make my stomach the size, you know, to, to look thinner, et cetera. But I haven't changed my underlying behaviors and the structure of what I'm doing. So I just go right back to doing the things that caused me to be overweight. Then, you know, I haven't fixed sure. anything. Sure. Right. And, and, and so the, you know, really what you want to look at, we talked about this in the last episode, the adoption flywheel yeah. is you really want to look at it as an adoption flywheel and, and data integrity is, is a piece of that. Yep. Right. But, but this whole effort that people go through to, to clean data in the sense of 
we're getting rid of of data that's in there. Um, I, I'm not against doing that if it if it's done as part of something, like if there's no additional effort to it. But but any iota of effort to to eliminate data that's not being used, like so what? So you're talking when you say eliminate data that's being used because I just want to make sure that that's it's not clear. Being that's not being used. Sorry. I just want to make sure it's clear to people listening. Cause I know what you mean. Cause we've gone through this exercise multiple times. You're talking about when I say, okay, I want to remove all the records from the database. So it's not even, it's not even a segmentation piece we're talking about. We're talking about actually deleting records out of the database or not bringing those it, records over in it, the migration. It could be, um, it, it could be about records. It could also be about, well, we need to figure out what properties we're using and what properties we're not using. And, and I don't want to, you know, or, or which of these records you're like, we need to figure out what data in this property is accurate and what data isn't. Yeah. And you ask the question, okay, well, what do you use this property for? And, and the answer is, well, you know, it, 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 it varies. Um, which is really, I don't know. My favorite answer to that question. Right? Right. I don't know how I use it. Well, okay, yeah. great. When you know how you use it, then we'll figure it right. But to spend a whole lot of time to clean up this, you know, I mean, like, what was the last action? Who cares if it's accurate or not, unless, unless they're active in a cycle. And if they're active in a cycle, mm -hmm. then, then that's going to be monitored through a management process, through, through an account review process. Sure. Right. But, the, but the fact that like I close somebody and they've been a customer for six years and there's still a last action in there that's not relevant. Like, I mean, if somebody has a different take, I'm open to it, but who cares? Yep. All righty. Um, so th this kind of connects to a little bit of what you're talking about. Do Is it better to migrate all of the data? So we're moving from old system to new, or is it better to migrate a subset of the data? If there's a really clear line of data that fits this criteria that's so active, really in a, active in a cycle like let's well, well, well actually it's the opposite okay. if there's clear criteria of of what i'll call dead data okay then then not migrating that i i would say don't migrate that if you have to do a lot of work to figure that out then migrate it now someone says bring everything but, over but um, the tier, the contact tier, I'm going to have to pay more. I, I, I mean, I don't know every system that's out there and Lord knows I don't like paying $10 more to an app than I have to, but the amount of time that I see people spend to, to manage staying under that tier, if you were to take a look at the cost of, of, of time, and again, especially if we're talking about, you know, a migration um, of, of a delay, I, I would say that, you know, a lot, you know, if you're spending a lot of time on that, it's probably not time well spent. And, and this gets outside of data migration a little bit. You know, in sales, there's a phrase, time kills all deals. Time kills all implementations. It does. Yeah. Right. And, and momentum is, is crucial to a successful implementation. And the number of times that, that, you know, in the pursuit of, of perfect, in the pursuit of ideal, in the pursuit of quote unquote, right. Like someone says to me, but Doug moving bad data over isn't right. I can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. 
I, I can't, you know, it is definitely not right to move bad data over. It is not right to have bad data in your system. It's definitely not right. The problem is, well, if that's the biggest not right that you're dealing with, then you are in very, very good shape. Um, now, 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 again, am I talking about, you know, the Amazons of the world? Am I talking about the, um, the Honeywells of the world or, or think, no, I'm not talking about those companies. I'm talking about that mid-market company, that small to mid-market company um, where, where you don't have teams of managing this, we're, we're in the real world. And, and what you need is motion. You need to get water flowing. You need to generate energy and anything that gets in the way of, of better is something that you want to mitigate. Are there times where you have no choice? Yeah, there are times yeah. when you have no choice, but you want to be very, very careful and very, very selective in that. Or the implementation gets bogged down. And before you know it, everyone's exhausted in, you know, you know, salespeople have spent who knows how much time. And, and, and by the way, you ask a salesperson to go through their stuff and clean up this, that, or the other thing, you might look at it and legitimately you, you say it's an hour, right? Well, I want you to know that an hour of that to a typical salesperson is, is 20 hours of pain at least because it's not what they do. They don't do it well. You have to remind them to do it 17 times. Yep. Um, right. And, and, and candidly, what I see is when you get it into, if you've got the right, you know, if, if you've done the, you know, the process design, like we talk about, you're, you're going to get that cleaned up better, faster, stronger in utilization. And at the same time, you're going to pick up momentum. Um, and, and so there's lots of ways to get to the point that you're going and let's not forget that the objective, and, and again, this is why, um, you know, the number one cause for implementation, like the number, the first step towards failure is, and I see it happen all the time, is when you're changing systems without a clear business reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, you know, and by the way, the system is difficult, isn't a good business reason. Yeah. Right? It, 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 it's a good rationale for the change, but okay, it's difficult. So what is not happening? Right. When you start realizing, well, I need salespeople to do X, right? Because we need better data for this. And we need, right? Duh, 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 duh. Then, then you begin to realize, okay, now, now we can prioritize all these different, all these different things. Um, you know, you're, I don't know many people, certainly that we work with, you know, that their, their objective is they want to win the CRM implementation award. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but so, so, okay. If, if that's not why we're doing this, then let's not use the criteria for winning the CRM implementation award to be yeah well the, and it's the, the blueprint yeah and it's funny that you what you bring up about momentum because it's it's so true and the other thing that i find that i see when we get bogged down with okay we're going to go through this huge exercise of trying to get everything right and perfect you get halfway through everybody's completely burnt out and so they get to a point where they're like okay we're just going to put it in and and the outcome is the same had you not gone through that we're delayed and everybody's frustrated yeah so I, I see that happen frequently like you think oh okay this isn't going to be that hard to get through you get halfway in it and you realize okay this is way harder than well, i thought it, it was going to be and let's just put it in now yeah when 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 you talk about there there is no more uh, there is no better metaphor than than when you're talking about cleaning data of uh, the idea of pulling on a thread right there there's not one thread it doesn't um and, yeah. and then and then you're in the middle of it and you don't even know what you need to know to be able to do it and now you've got 
and, and, and then to be able to address the types of things that you want to address, there's going to be a direct cost associated to it because it's not something that you can do just manually. Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. You end up going through all the pain and then you end up putting bad data in anyways. And it's got, you know, and then it, and then the implementation comes with finally, um, and by the way, the underlying cause of all that bad process design. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, part of bad process design, just realize that because I'm thinking of somebody, they, they shall remain nameless, is when, like, process design isn't for one group to determine. It's, it, it's the company, it's got to become the company's MO. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, that's why that change is is strategic that's why revops is strategic and you know far too often they you know data is looked through the lens of, of the tactical side of it and once you start pulling on the thread and you start realizing what it means to um you know the structure the process the systems etc it 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 you you really need to do it as part of an ongoing iterative improvement yeah agreed all right, what's the best way to migrate? So talking about going from old system to you new. You just don't. You just don't. That's well, nice if, that's, if that's off the table. Okay. Because that's going to be off the table. Um, is it better to go through a spreadsheet like a CSV? Is it better to use a third-party migration tool? Or is it better to use a native integration? And to give a specific example, let's just say the Salesforce HubSpot integration. So like a, like a native to the system. What's the best way? So in, in my opinion, the, the best way is, is an automated integration. What does that um, mean? The two systems are connected, they're mapped, and, and you get a full pull of data. Okay. Um, that doesn't always mean it's actually the best in the situation because if the data's not I mean, if, if you've been using your CRM as, as primarily a Rolodex with random acts of, of activity being tracked, then, you know, the time and energy that it takes to, to have it move fully, you know, sometimes it's not worth it. Um, sometimes, and I know, I mean, I learned this from you, sometimes by doing it as a CSV, we can actually identify and see, the, you know, where, where connections are. So for example, I know, you know, like a very common um, issue we see with Salesforce is that um, oftentimes records in one object aren't properly associated with records in other objects. Correct. So, yeah. so when you move to, you know, when you move, if you move to a system like HubSpot, that can wreak a whole lot of havoc. Um, and that, that aspect can actually be fixed. Uh, more easily in a, um, you know, in an export import, because you can do some of that work uh, manually to to get it done, you know, better and faster. But, um, you know, the, the best way is the way that gets the critical data in the fastest. Um, so it's really about identif identifying what the critical data is first, and then you kind of know your path, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and 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 realizing that that you know you don't fix data in migration. Mig migration doesn't fix anything. 
right? So, yeah. so if 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 you don't have if you don't have the right adoption in the past, then then a lot of times we get worried about things moving that that are you know are highly variant anyways. Um, the, you know, the worst thing is, look, I get it as a salesperson. Hey, I called somebody seven years ago and I want to be able to see that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's something that salespeople tend to over-focus on in, in a migration, but, but I get it. Like I would, you know, um, right. you got to make the determination. Are you going to do the things to make that possible? And if you do go in and do it, um, or make the decision that you're not, I think the, I think what happens is there's a tendency where where the way the implementation is announced is kind of half in because we're trying not to, it's like, look, we're either going to do it or we're not going to do it. And if we're going to do it, then we're going to go all in and we're going to do the things that we need to do to make it happen. Sure. Um, or we're going to make the decision that for whatever reason, this is the data that's coming. This is the data that's not coming. This is the rationale, you know, and, and, and just be clear on on what you're doing and why and you know then there, there there's gonna no matter what you do there's gonna be there's gonna be some moaning because no one likes to to change that nobody enjoy there's no such thing as a as a system migration a system change that people you know hey let's do that again yeah and i think i think the point on clarity and making sure that you're communicating what you're bringing over and what you're not bringing over that's a piece that that gets missed because y'all that y'all you say okay we're migrating data and the expectation is, and this would never happen because the two systems are always going to be different, is that it's going to be a one-to-one -one match. That's what people think when they hear, okay, the data, all the data is migrating over. I'm going to see exactly what I was seeing in the previous system. That's never going to happen. Well, well, the funny thing is sometimes you can see everything that's in the other system. It's just shown differently. And, and correct. It, yes. and, the, and, you, and you get, the, um, hey, you know, here, here's the other thing. Don't, I don't want to say don't defend the decision. That's the wrong term. Don't rationalize the decision. So, so in other words, if, if, if I make the decision that look, we're for whatever reason, moving all the activity history, et cetera, is just going to be too complicated. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. Then I'm going to communicate that. And when someone, you know, when, when the sales rep complains about it, acknowledge that. Yeah, no, we understand. We understand that, that we understand that you're going to lose that data here. Here's what we're doing to mitigate that in some way, if you can. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. Again, here's why we're doing it, right? The the reason is Yep. Um, you know, the, again, the the, you know, a, a lot of these things are that the that the old system wasn't used properly. Cuz by the way, it is much easier to migrate data from an old system that was being used properly to a new system that's going to be used properly. Right? Now, Yeah. More often than not, if the old system's being used properly, well, the whole, the they're in, they don't go to a new system, right? So so a lot of times, you know, what's happening is, guess what? You know what? We're now paying the tech debt because we weren't using it properly. Right. Right. Yeah. To, to you know, that that move of, of moving that in and like some people, are like, well, you know, some of the activity is right and some of the activity is not right. Guess what? You know, working <laughs> through that, juice ain't worth a squeeze. Right. Right. Um, so now I want to talk about what are some of the things that that you notice are obvious after the fact that you don't think people realize or account for when doing a data migration. Like, what are what are the things that, in hindsight, that I, that, I, that should have made total sense to me going into this? Well, that, you know, I, I should probably ask you that question because you live it more closely than I do. Um, I'll give you my answer first, but then I want you to answer it. Well, wow, this is going to be so misunderstood. Um, <laughs> 
You are misunderstood, Doug. M- much ado about nothing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that there's an obsession about the old data. You know, I want to get to day zero as fast as possible. Yeah. There's a new age, especially if we're talking about changing it. You know, if we're changing the database, so we're changing, most likely we're changing the CRM. We are changing a core system. That is, you know, that is a new age. I want to get to new age as soon as possible. Because until we get there, we're just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, right? Yeah. We're, 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 we're putting up statues in Rome three days before it falls, right? I want to get to the new day as, as, as fast as possible. Because once we're in the new, that's where progress comes. That's where momentum comes. That's where positivity right. comes. And, and the amount of time that we spend obsessing about th- these things that that that's one obvious after the fact so stop making it more complicated than it needs to be then the other thing that's obvious after the fact having just said that and some people might view this as i think probably the single most important exercise and it and it gets undervalued early is is mapping is field mapping i don't think people understand you, the strategic you took the words out of my mouth <laughs> um and and by the way i think that what happens is it, you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, here, you know, then, then of course at the end it pops up, but it's also done disconnected from the strategic business process design conversation. Yes. Um, and, and so, you know, like we, I mean, we've, we've got an issue right now um, and it's probably not even the client that you're thinking of because I'm the one dealing with them primarily where, you know, the, 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 the problem is they've got a, a data hierarchy issue that, that, that yeah. goes beyond anything that relates to and, and this is not a migration this is you know we're 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 building out some reporting for them and 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 they're talking about how the crm isn't giving them the juice for the squeeze and and the problem is that you know the implementation was horrible because there's no um data hierarchy and then so someone goes well you know look this isn't you know we're making it more complicated than it needs to be no, no, we're not. It's actually complicated, right? You've, you've got multiple, ent- you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, really understanding that, um, you know, what, what is the entity orientation? What is the, um, you know, data is only useful if it influences behavior, if it influences what we do. Um, now, it could be what we do could be automated, right? So someone might not actually be doing something, but but you know, understanding you know what is the job being done, is is really the key to to effective data, to to a to an effective data schema, um, and so that would be, you know, a key part of, of what I would say is obvious after the fact. What about you? What yep. do you see? Um, so one thing I want to bring up on the on the property map piece, and I don't want to take us too far off the rails, but I will say that that a mistake that people make in property mapping is they're only looking at it from through the lens of moving data from one system to the other. And the property map really influences far more than that. It's how are we gonna use the system? What are the key things that people need to see? What are the key fields? Do we actually know what all these things are? So I, I do think looking at it just through the lens of data transfer is the wrong way to look at to look at a property map. So I do think that's one piece that, that gets lost in translation frequently. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the want to bring all of the historical data over is is far 
over overplayed. Like people people think they're going to need data from from seven years ago. You hit on this a little bit, and and you realize once you get into the system that you may not actually need that data. You really don't use that. So the want for historical data I see is often okay. Yeah, we probably didn't need we probably didn't need all of those records in, in the system. Yeah, but 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 on on the caveat on that is so what if you got it? Well, I no, I agree with that, but there there's usually like a long drawn out discussion and argument that I and I see that played out a lot where yes, we need this, no, we don't need this, and there's a whole lot and so kind of much to do about nothing if you okay, will. So, but, so here this, this circles back to something that I said earlier. It, do we need it? Don't we need it? If it's clear, concise, and obvious, no, we don't need it, eliminate it. Yeah. If the moment there's an argument of do we need it, don't we need it, Take then it's it. coming over. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll no, deal with that. it in, 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 you know, phase two, because I had another thought. When you're migrating data, the purpose of data migration is um, you're shooting for equivalent state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're moving to a new system. Like the reason that you're changing systems is not because you want to clean your database, right? You want to get to the new system. The system's going to change a whole lot of things and, and there's some process orientation that's going to change, et cetera. If, if you're using that as the means to, okay, well, let's improve our data. That's a really, really hard thing to do. Um, and far more often than not, it's going to drag down what you're doing and, and, and probably increase the disruption, not decrease it. If you just, if I can get my data from where it is to the new place and it's at an equivalent state, then, then that's great. And, and candidly, I'm probably going to lose a little bit of something, right? Cause yeah. everyone's gotten used to the data that they have in there. And you know, that, that, you know, that's a little bit of the cost that you have of, of, of changing the system. But, but I'm going to tell you any, you know, every day that, that data migration is what's holding up whatever your implementation plan is, um, that's a bad thing. You just took my, my, my next thought, which is that I think frequently after we've gone through this process, people realize one, why we have such a sense of urgency on it and two, why stalling it actually, you end up causing more hurt than help because the faster you can get people in, the faster you can get people using it, the, the faster the data actually improves in the new system. And, and it's not as, you know, it's perceived as this, this bad thing initially, and then people eventually get used to the system and used to the data that's in there and the way that it's structured. And, and it's kind of like uh, how people talk about pregnancy, you forget the pain, although I debate that, but you forget the pain and it's worth it. <laughs> you know, th th think of it this way, every day that you're not putting data into the new system, you're putting data into the old system that is already messed up. Right. And so all you're doing is continuing to build the mountain that you need to fix. Right. Yeah. The moment I get them into the new system, like everything, everything that you do to clean up your old system data is, you know, it, it, there's no real juice there. When I get it in the new system, now as I change it, I'm also getting system adoption use, et cetera. So yeah, I, I, I think that um, that's why I say, you know, the fastest that gets what's required is, is the best. Yep. I agree. All right. I thought this was good. My, the two, the two, my two favorite things that we brought up and, and I see what you said about, you don't fix data in a migration. Like, I think I'm going to put that on a slide somewhere. It's going to get talked about frequently because there is this perception that, okay, we're going to migrate the data and by some form of migration magic, 
everything's going to be beautiful and lovely and perfect and, and look the way that I want it to look. And the data that wasn't there in the other system is going to magically appear in the new system. Um, I think that's a, that's a key piece that people lose. And then the, how crucial momentum is to an implementation. I don't think that can be overstated. Like, cause, yeah. cause you frequently get bogged down in migration. Like that's the place a lot of times where we get stuck. Yeah. I think kind of, kind of the way I would talk about it, you, you can only do, I'm going to call them chunk changes, big chunks of change. You have to limit how many of those things are going on. Um, and, and what I would say is fixing, cleaning, whatever your data, that's, that's a chunk. Yeah. Changing your systems. That's a chunk. Um, you can do both, but you can, you can only do them one at a time. So either, I mean, if you want to fix the data and then implement a, a system change, that's, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that's wrong, but if you're on a system change and, and I think in most places, if, again, if your system's not right and your data is not right, fix the system first, then fix right. the data. And so that data fixing should be a phase two, right? So that, that, that would be my parting advice to, to people that are listening about this. If you're, by the way, if you're not changing your CRM, but you've got process issues, fix those first, right? Get the system of record before you get the system of record. Um, this, right. What is your system? How is that supposed to work? Get right. that moving in the right place. That will drive. Uh, and by the way, that'll help support the, the move to data. You go through this whole thing of cleaning up the data, but you don't get the adoption on the system. People keep putting in bad data in the new, and you got to go through the whole process again. Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, thanks Forrest. <laughs> all righty. I guess that wraps us up for this episode of the RevOps show. Jess, hopefully the uh, contractors are finished um, for our next episode. And we'll, I hope we'll be so back too. In our in our exciting new studio. Um, until next time, don't hesitate. Reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn. If you have any questions, any topics you're dealing with, we'd uh, love to help you address them. Thanks, guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of the RevOps Show. I don't know about you, but migrating data just seems like a tedious job to get done. And listening to the insights from Doug and Jess have made it seem way more manageable. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about migrating data or anything RevOps related, email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at DemandCreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.